This episode of Untold Stories is sponsored by Paraswap. You'll hear more about them later on in this episode. All right, everyone. All right, my friends. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. What is up? I am your host, Charlie Shrem, and you're listening and watching another epic episode of Untold Stories, where twice a week we get to dive deep with some of Bitcoin and crypto's most influential leaders, Web3's founders, the people that are leading the metaverse, the Moses of the metaverse, the the Brianna's of blockchain. I got to come up with some better stuff here to really understand how this movement came to be, where we are right now, and where we're going. And today we have another epic episode with two guests today. The crypto markets have been a lot of fun lately. There have been a lot of really cool things uh, uh, being announced, a lot of really cool things being released. It seems like the regulatory world is 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 moving forward in a positive way. If we could just end these damn wars that we have around the world, we can all get back to like building and doing the really fun stuff. Fred, Kenzie, thank you so much for coming on Untold Stories today. Oh, thank you, Charlie. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Charlie. It's really exciting um, to talk about the Siri network, uh, Da Vinci, what you guys have been doing over the last year, uh, the decentralized data cloud coming towards mainnet so close. Um, just to give a little bit of background, Fred, you're the co-founder and CEO of the Siri Network. Prior to founding Siri, you were involved in Silicon Valley. You founded 50 Cubes, a 10 cent back gaming company. You were also early at Bebo, uh, helped them lead a huge uh, nine, 800 and something million dollar acquisition by AOL. And Kenzie, you're a Siri Network co-founder. Previously, you were the ex-vice president and general manager at Huobi and a partner at AU21 Capital a U.S. VC firm. So you guys wear different hats. There are overlapping of hats. There are a lot of different um, a lot of different things that you guys work on within Siri. But, I mean, instead of me introducing it, I'd love if you guys can introduce it because it's become such a, a, a mega project now that you have so many different facets within. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, thank you for the introduction, Charlie. Um, you know, we're... Uh, talked about a year ago, and I think since then we've been doing uh, building a lot, right? So, um, so yeah. So I think I would love to just to kind of like kick it off with the kind of the story, the vision that we, um, you know, what got us here, right? So um, I think what essentially uh, Siri Network is trying to do to data what Bitcoin did to money, which is truly allow data to be freed from you know the the the, the big wall gardens to that, that we know today, right? The Apples, the Googles, the, you know, Facebooks and, uh, you know, other big tech vendors. Um, so that's what started the vision, which is, you know, the desire to have this overarching goal. Um, and I think with that, there's specific couple of specific areas. One uh, that's, you know, very, very interesting to us. So it's, you know, what, NFTs, you know, is, is doing uh, right now today, as we know, it's barely scratching the surface of what's possible. If you can actually unlock the data, which each NFT uh, issuance or you know, transfer. So, uh, we, you know, happy to dive into that a little bit more. But I think these are, you know, two areas that we can start with. Let's take a let's go like kind of high level for a second. And the, the modern internet that we use today, I don't even know if that term modern internet, but the, the what we're using right now, even like we're we're having this over the, the over the air conversation, 
uh, all the encoding is happening in real time. There's audio, there's video encoding, and then all the audio and video needs to get uploaded somewhere, needs to get edited by multiple editors. Then you have advertisers, and then there's listeners. But there's no relationship between any of all the different parties that I just described. So I get so the best way I can know if the show is good is to get feedback, email feedback from my listeners. It sounds like such a, an arbitrary, like archaic way of doing things. And at the same time, the what I just described, almost all blockchains today are pretty much run on these same type of data cloud platforms. Uh, pretty much all are on Snowflake and Amazon Web Services. In fact, no one even realizes that Amazon selling products is a loss leader. They lose money on selling books and, and products. They, they make it all back on Amazon Web Services. So it's huge business. The whole internet is run on basically these two companies and a few other ones. And at the same time, there's no relationship with that data. That data is not tangible. The data is just magically in the ether somewhere in our computer that we can't even visualize what data actually looks like. It's just invisible energy. How does Siri plan to do what Bitcoin did for money to, to what we're going to do for data? Yeah, it's a, a great way of uh, setting up the question, Charlie. I think there is two levels, right? One is that you need to have sort of an open protocol that allows, um, you know, various, you know, truly decentralizing who's actually hosting that data, right? So this is one aspect of it or one uh, facet of it, if you look at it. So um, rather than, you know, signing up account with Microsoft and then start storing all your data with Microsoft and then all of the data, let's say when you start, whenever you start to play a game or use an app, all of your utility and, and you know, achievements or, uh, you know, things like say, if you're playing game, like your items, you're, you accumulate, all that stuff could go away, right? When this game or app decides to shut down, right? So that's kind of the, the risk that most people kind of, uh, you know, don't really think about where at some point they, they start to understand. Um, so the, the best way to do that, if that there's actual data stored at the protocol level, that's associated with the individual uh, wallet uh, address where the user where, or NFT, if you will. And that data, it's always guaranteed to be served by the protocol, which is, you know, many, many, many different people were running, you know, the nodes and services are actually, you know, participating in this protocol via, you know, incentivization, right? So that's the only way to guarantee that either, you know, money in the case of Bitcoin can last, right, through, uh, through, through the test of time, or data can last through the test of time. That's like the most fundamental level at the, at the base layer, right? Um, and then there's the other facet of it, which is, um, from an individual user level, individual consumer level, um, that data, there's a big movement called data mesh that's, uh, you know, that's actually basically aligned with where we are uh, pushing out, which is everyone's data should be, uh, you know, individually segmented and encrypted to you, right, to your wallet. And then you choose to actually use your wallet. Whenever you use an app, you can connect with it. You can allow certain parts of that data to be used so that it can receive extra, you know, uh, uh, incentives or extra, uh, you know, values. And also, um, whichever app that you're using will know already, like some of the previous purchases or some of the uh, things that you like, where, whether, whether it's entertainment, whether it's, uh, you know, e-commerce, this has huge implication on the future as we know it, right? So those are the kind of the two, uh, without diving too deep, 
that's the the two best ways that I couldn't uh, describe it from two parts two levels. No, it's definitely not. It's definitely not too deep. And and I know a lot of times people. It's it's very easy to get excited by by DeFi. It's very easy to get excited by um, NFTs. It's very easy to get excited by Bitcoin. Um, there, but really, I think it was realized very early on that data is the killer app for this technology because data is the internet as as we know it today as soon as whatever we're talking about leaves this microphone it's tr it's turned into data a certain type of data everything that we're doing almost every aspect of the uh virtual world or 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 what we call online is data and then more frequently and this is kind of what I'm getting to things that we're doing in the you know in the real world is if you will is now ha has data uh, more has excuse me has a lot more implications as it relates to data because there is a relationship between all the technology that we're using all day and then how that's all done. Like I'll give you an example. Just the other day, um, I was thinking about someone that I hadn't spoke to in a long time, and so I researched that person on Facebook. And a few days later, he reached out to me. We hadn't spoken to years. Now I know for a fact that Facebook showed my account to him just because I was researching him. And so it created that connection that freaked me out. It's like, holy crap. You don't realize how involved data is in our day-to-day -day lives. We're basically losing free will slowly. So you kind of see things like that happening. Freaks me out to be honest. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I think there is a, you know, there's a lot of pushback, right, about, you know, especially with uh, Meta slash Facebook, what they have been doing, which is, you know, uh, or, you know, Google and Apple, you know, there's a lot of pushback against privacy, right? There's, you know, especially in Europe, especially in some of the other legislative, legislative areas um, is, is, you know, specifically pertaining to that, which is um, Web2, as we know it, is it's about empowering all these different, you know, layers of um, players that actually help you as a, as a business to say, I'm going to help you get more data. Oh, I'm going to help you get more customers. But at the same time, they're actually aggregating a lot of this information uh, all across, you know, these, uh, these sort of a third party, you know, large uh, big data repos. And they're monetizing using that data, you know, a thousand different ways, right? And then without you, the consumer, or you as a, as a business, really knowing, um, you know, what's really happening there. And then I think there's a huge movement to move, you know, both on the individual level, also at the brand level, folks are all looking to move, how do we move everything to first party, right? How do we move everything to, um, you know, fully compliant and, and first party, meaning that, you know, um, the data stays with the user and the data stays with the business without, you know, leaking into this outer sphere uh of you know big data that's owned by other people yeah so that's what i that's what i've been coming to understand lately is that a lot of times it's not the technology around data that's the problem it's that all data is regulated very differently so when it comes to like your cookie and your browsing data to your medical data your financial mortgage data it's all regulated differently has different type of supervision different type of of uh of permissions and at the same time that's kind of why a lot of these things it's hard to like create an NFT out of them. For example, like creating a, a, an NFT, a non-fungible token out of your mortgage, uh, for example. There's a lot of different players doing a lot of different things in this space. 
I will get, I want to get to like NFTs and JPEGs and art and music and all these different things, but I'm still, I still want the listeners to like understand and myself really at a high level, kind of how this all works. Um, and I just realized another thing is that speaking of like JPEGs and art, I didn't even realize that a lot, that most NFTs are not actually stored on even a blockchain. You guys launched a, a DaVinci platform to solve this. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? But but what do you mean? So like so like I have my board ape or whatever. It's it's actually just sitting on Amazon Web Services or something like that. It's not on a, 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 a you know a Web three location. Yeah. So I think uh, NFT is a really really good segue into this key functionality, right? So um, you know as we know it right now, we in most NFT marketplaces, when you buy an NFT you're basically just buying a, a, you know, sort of a token that says, that certifies that you're the owner of this, you know, ape or you're the owner of this, this art, but the art doesn't even actually come with it. So what we have built with DaVinci, uh, we realized there, there are two key things. One is that most of these NFTs have no real impact on your experience as a, as a, you know, NFT collector or token holder. Right. And then two, which is, the asset itself is not being transferred like individually to you so that only you have uh, access to it from your wallet, right? So that is the, the two very, very, uh, you know, big achievements that we have, uh, um, you know, done with DaVinci is, is one, we're actually using smart contract to deliver an asset directly, you know, encrypt it to your wallet address when you acquire NFT. So the, so this is not only used to, uh, can be used to do much more than just transferring a JPEG, transferring image, right? So you can do things um, like, you know, personalized streaming to you. So uh, we're working with partners like, for example, like Live One in anticipation of being able to launch big private concerts where the only the NFT holder will have access to, um, you know, certain parts of the performance beyond just, you know, the, the pay-per-view part of it, right? And then this allows the, the content that's typically commoditized uh, in the music and art world to be made into the form of collectibles and to be securely delivered to that one person only, only encrypted to that one person's uh, wallet address. So this is like a, uh, a big shift and this is what a lot of folks are looking to do um, in this whole sphere, right? So uh, that's one good example of how Decentralized data is helping with NFTs. Sorry to interrupt your regular scheduled programming, but I wanted to tell you guys that if you're using PancakeSwap, Uniswap, DYDX, SushiSwap, you're doing it wrong. You need to be using PowerSwap because PowerSwap is a user interface, a decentralized smart contract platform that sits on top of all of these. And when you go to PowerSwap or untoldstories.link forward slash PowerSwap, because they're refunding your gas, if you go there, then you'll be able to, on top of Ethereum, Binance Smart Chain, and Polygon, look for the best prices for your tokens and swap and do everything in one predefined transaction on chain. Instead of having to do the approval to this token, to that token, to do all these different things, Paraswap does it all for you. It's decentralized. They just released their API version five that you can see everything. It's all open source. Very cool stuff. Untoldstories.link forward slash Paraswap. If you're using any of the other decentralized protocols, you're doing it wrong because you need to be using the routing, beautiful Paraswap routing system 
and it's fully decentralized too. It's gorgeous. Talk to you guys soon. Speaking of Live One, you've created this, uh, you know, in partnership with Polygon Studios, is you've created this this whole platform, but for the user, right? It's not just for like a business or a person creating content. The relationship right now between NFTs, it's like you, ha- it's two sided. You have it's one sided. You have like the issuers and creators, and then you have like the minters and the users. Is that going to change? Will there be Will will all will NFT users be the minters? Will you be minting something every time you you engage with your NFT? Uh, what do you think this looks like a few years from now? There is a um, very good point. I think there are two key things that I want to double click on. One is that right now, um, just you know, NFT is something that you sort of throw into a marketplace or creators you know put into the marketplace and hoping that someone you know would pay good money for it and the person who's acquiring it it's hoping that this you know some somewhat of a sort of a manufactured uh, uh you know scarcity or this item will eventually you know sort of go up in value um so that's like the main use case of it so what we're you know really looking at is actually there there you know two or three uh really good use cases i can touch on one is the fact that you know the the content we're streaming, right? It's the data is delivered only to the person who's buying something. This allows creators, the, the folks who are um, artists and musicians who are looking for a more direct way of engaging with their fans and distributing content to only the key fans who self-identify themselves as someone who's been to every one of a concert, everyone, someone who's uh, you know, bought every one of an album. That is not possible. And also what's more important, the second aspect of this is getting the data that's, hey, this person actually listened to my song 13 times the first time that they actually uh, received that content. That is actually possible too with our technology, which is not only the data that's used to stream the, uh, the you know, encrypt the asset would deliver the content, but also the, I think the future of consumer data, which is how does someone engage while they're actually, you know, uh, using this, um, uh, uh, you know, NFT to unlock the content, how are they engaging with the content? That is yeah. extremely valuable data. That it's, you know, especially right now, it's a critical need for for all creators to break away from the controls of the record companies, from the Apple's and Spotify's, have a way to directly have a piece of content streamed to their fans, to their collectors. And uh, so this is all super exciting for us. I'm sorry, I'm just, you know, starting to, to, to really get into it, right? So just feel free to, uh, uh, you know, stop me at any point. No, I want to, and, 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 uh, and no, I want to, I want to understand and, and Kenzie, feel free to, to jump in as well here, but I, I want to, um, I want to understand how we change the relationship that people have with data using the Siri network and how this, uh, how this mainnet, this not just blockchain as a service, but this whole user mentor creator, uh, engager platform will allow for not only like me as a content creator to, to engage better with my audience, but then the uh, provide the audiences with better discovery. So I turn it around and I look like I'm giving Spotify free day. I work for Spotify every day by listening to music on Spotify. Why I'm giving them my personal spending and buying habits 
but also my listening habits, but I get nothing in return. I get at the end of the year, I get, yo, here's your most listened to playlist. Great. I don't care about that. Help me discover new music. Help me discover better podcasts. Help me get smarter. Help me become better, a better person. Help me become more humble. Help me, you know, give me self-help podcast. Like that's what date the relationship with data should be. It's, and, and, and that's what's not happening. Yeah, you know, I think you touched upon really uh, two great uh, pain points, um, you know, and that's also what uh, Web3 essentially uh, wants to change and turning towards that direction. One is the uh, the power of the creator economy, where it, you know, we really establishes uh, a one-to-one relationship between your your you as a content creator and also your audience, and that bypass, you know, the middleman, right? So that's... Uh, um, so the secondly is uh, the notion of you owning your data and also what you can get out of, uh, you know, out of that, you know, as a, as a content creator. Um, so, you know, we, to take a step back, you know, uh, you know, you, you brought up a really interesting, uh, um, you know, point previously that's, uh, you know, a lot of the NFTs are currently uh, not hosted on decentralized uh, infrastructure. And that's very true. And that's because we're at the, very first inning of NFT um, right now, I think there's three phases. I think we're at the very, very early, you know, the first phase, the year one of NFTs uh, to, to, to get to the consumers. Yeah. Uh, so in fact, you're right. You know, majority of uh, NFT content are currently hosted on Amazon S3, which, you know, if, and there's a greater than zero uh, chance that a, uh, a black swan event can happen and you can lose your million dollar ape. And, uh, and that would, you know, there's a greater chance than zero chance that's going to happen. And once that happened, it would definitely, um, you know, change the perception of, of things. And we're here essentially to uh, set up the infrastructure um, for the future, essentially. And uh, that helps you with one, secure your NFT. So it's, you know, it's permanently, uh, you know, decentralizedly hosted. And secondly, is also that, uh, um, you know, the, it allows you to have additional functionalities, you know, on top of the NFTs that's, you know, centralized, centrally hosted. Uh, a decentralized infrastructure offers a lot more, uh, you know, Web3 interoperability, uh, as well as, you know, uh, storing the, the state of the, the content, uh, which gives you more control of your, your data. That's all things that we set out to solve, uh, you know, as a, uh, you know, a, a data infrastructure uh, provider in the Web3 space uh, in the first place. Um, yeah, so those are some of the, the thoughts uh, on what you said before. You come from, a, from the VC world as well. Do you, like taking this, do you, do you envision the ability for someone to come onto DaVinci? And I know this is not what you guys built it for, but could a fund with general partners, limited partners, uh, different types of investors, uh, a f- even a film fund where you have artists, uh, investors, actors, you know, down to the to the director of photography, to the distributors, can they all you know be represented as an NFT within a fund itself? So with like a DAO type of thing, you know, could you launch DAOs as a service here? Yeah, totally. Um, uh, eventually. Eventually, everything, all the content, um, you know, should be in the form of NFTs. What, uh, um, you know, 
NFTs really provides is, uh, you know, it's the, the prominence of NFT and also, you know, the, um, the, uh, the, the, how it provides, you know, a better tracking of, uh, you know, sort of the um, data around it. You know, those are all, you know, it, it, it should be, it should be available to, uh, you know, content creators, you know, like you said, all of the players that you, you mentioned just now, the producers, the fund managers, when not, they are all essentially content producers. And uh, we Siri, we build infrastructure for you to host your, uh, your NFT content in a decentralized, you know, infrastructure. And that's, uh, that's all, all, all very possible. Um, you know, on top of that layer is the app layer. And, you know, you're, you're asking whether apps can be built on top of our, you know, infrastructure and that's essentially the the vision here and that's what we're building the ecosystem around you know the the siri you know data infrastructure here to enable all of those behaviors that you just you know outlined you just said something that i want to really push into and this is where nfts i think and this is where i was trying to get to you said apps the nft my friend Vinny Lingham really was very brilliant when he told me a few years ago he said everyone has nfts all wrong he said the move right now he said the move right yes you said it on this show he said the move right now is to get your nft in the hands of as many people as possible all the other utility of it the why the what you'll fit that will be figured out later the relationship that's still being built but it's a it's an arms race he used i don't like that term but it's an arms race get it in the hands of as many people as possible so like let's let's move forward for that so you got this show right untold stories and i want to issue an nft to every single one of my listeners now, I'm not doing it for a financial gain. I don't want to attach value to it. I think a lot of people will get one for free because they'd want to uh, be able to uh, have like a collectible or memorabilia or have a direct relationship with me. But now that there's like a relationship between me and my listener because they're now an NFT holder, what type of apps can I build? What type of like better complementary add-on services can I provide to my listener now that they're holding my NFT? And that's where the money is. Like, that's what I want to do. Exactly. Yep, exactly. So this is what um, DaVinci can do a lot of things for you out of the box already, Charlie. So, so if you're actually work, working with us, we can help you to not only issue these uh, NFTs, uh, distribute them, or even, uh, you know, like uh, uh, market them and sell them, but also we can distribute special content that's uh, one. So, so like, say for example, you're doing a special workshop, you're saying, hey, these are only for people collecting NFTs. I have my regular, like, you know, uh, um, you know, podcast sessions, but I have some special things that actually, you know, that I think is really extremely valuable for certain people that this, you know, think that they, this will help them, right? So for the members of these uh, uh, NFT holders for we could actually help you distribute content directly to their wallet. So the magic here with DaVinci is what happens is the moment that actually buying the NFT. So right now, um, you know, say on Polygon or Ethereum, there's a smart contract that actually, uh, um, you know, like bridge over the certain mainnet and deliver and re-encrypt the content to the purchasers. Oh, very cool. So that that asset is always, that content is always, you know, secure for that, for the owner of the NFT. And also at the same time, they can unlock that content with the wallet and stream it anyway, you know, and use that content, right? So this is kind of like the 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 first thing 
um, that I think, especially for, for uh, you know, folks like you, uh, for the creators, it, it makes a big difference. Uh, and secondly, I think there's, uh, you know, DaVinci is just one of the apps, like Kenzie was saying. Many folks are looking to, we built DaVinci specifically to be, you know, kind of like to be uh, uh, Y-labeled, right? So that someone else can use this technology, the similar application stack to launch their own version of it, right? So there are many uh, brands, many um, uh, potential partners that we're talking to, like the Life Ones and, and et cetera, that we're doing that with. And because all of the technology that's underneath it are all the tooling and all of the, the SDKs and all of the, you know, the, the, you know, sort of a blockchain as service, all of that stuff, it's, you know, it's, it's built specifically to power, uh, you know, these type of apps, right? And then at the lowest level is, there, is the decentralized protocol, the Siri network. That's the backbone of all these, uh, you know, possibilities. You, um, speaking of which, and I was just looking for the information, but, um, um, as an advisor of you guys, this was so cool to see, but uh, there was a, a boxing match that I saw there was an NFT relationship that you guys sponsored. What was going on there? Yeah, so I think this is uh, this is something that, um, you know, I think for all sports, for all like uh, spectator sports and sporting events, uh, most NFTs, they don't really have um, sort of an additional value to the fan engagement, right? So what we decided to do is sort of, you know, mint the um, these NFTs for Cal Brooks that actually have a potential impact on uh, the fan experience. So the idea is that instead of, um, you know, your regular NFTs, we actually minted these NFTs that have these kind of a metadata that's attached to it that says, hey, this, this NFT not only has, you know, some content behind it, uh, uh, but also um, whoever holds this NFT, you know, will get something if the uh, um, Kel Brooks, like say, knock out his opponent in, in, in round six, oh. right? which, is, which is actually what happened. So, so with Kel Brooks, we're, you know, they're actually using this as a way to sort of like, you know, meet, do a, a very personal meet and greet, uh, uh, you know, at their local gym, right? To the, to the holders of these, you know, these uh, uh, NFTs. So there's so much more that, you know, I think that we haven't even tapped into uh, in the world of NFTs, right? So we're just at the very, very beginning, right? Some of these use cases are just scratching the surface, right? So when you get to the fact that when you get to the part when an artist like you say, hey, I've issued these number of NFTs, I want to see all the fans who actually collected these NFTs and I've used them in a certain way. And then I can do many, many things for a fan. What people don't understand is that each NFT is actually relationship mapping between the, the creator and the uh, and the fan, right? And the between the artist and the and the collector. And the what's missing is both the the asset transfer, but and also the information and, and behavior insight, right? That every artist craves to say, hey, I want to see all the people who are you know listen my you know, my songs like hundred times, right? I want to see, you know, I want to be able to contact people who have been to every one of my, you know, my concerts, right? So now NFT can do that. And that's a crazy, that's like a crazy world to think about. Um, imagine, uh, imagine every relationship between every human being is now mapped or represented as an NFT. Now, if this was like fully decentralized data where only the people that are involved in those relationships have equal footing access to that, then we're in good shape. 
but it gets me a little bit nervous down the road as if like all of this data that previously wasn't mapped is now mapped. What will that look like? But again, um, that would actually be a good episode of Black Mirror. I wonder if they should do that. You ever see that show? Uh, yeah. No, no, I haven't seen that show. I've seen it, yeah. I think, yeah, if there's a, a Black Mirror episode powered by Siri, then I'll be very happy. Yeah, that would be really cool to see. Actually, you guys should work with them on that because they probably would do well to do like an NFT style crypto episode talking about. So for those who don't see the show, it's about like if we have the technology that we have today, but there's like some warped future where the technology that we have, a specific technology that we have today uh, is controlling our you know human society. What will that world look like? For example, if we all had in the ability in our in our eyes cameras in, and so they're watching real time uh, all the time what's going on with your eye to see uh, and you're you can go back at home at night and rewatch everything. How will that change hum humanity? Because now we can go back and second guess and have regrets and we can go and try to like read into things and it would just completely change everything. I wonder like we look at relationship mapping. Uh, well, actually, I'm going to title this episode Relationship Mapping because it's a great way to describe what NFTs are. If someone said, Charlie, explain NFTs to me in this elevator, relationship mapping, done. It's the perfect way. Yeah, totally. Imagine in a world where, um, you know, um, instead of, um, you know, you, um, you know, on Facebook, Twitter, where they make all the money from your data, um, and you can, you know, as, you know, as even a, a normal, you know, everyday person walking on the street, um, and you could essentially, you know, decide if you want to share your data with some brands, you know, let's say, you know, whatever Gucci or Adidas, some of the brands that you really have in a, uh, a you know, a affiliation or some kind of affection with, and, uh, and then you can you know, opt in to give your data to them and you get paid for that, you know? And so when you walk around, you have this metaverse and then you'll see Adidas and the Gucci related ads in the metaverse, um, you know, things like that. And that's essentially um, where things are heading that you can monetize your own consumer data without having a middleman like you know, Google or, you know, Facebook or somebody else that comes in and, you know, make money from you. So if these, uh, and, you know, someone would come to me and say, well, Charlie, like Google and Facebook and such, they're not going to go away. They're not going to just disappear. And your response would be like, well, we can rebuild the technology, but these companies may still exist to like service us. So like, the NFT world can be built on a on a Web three standard. You're seeing a, a, a Siri network and and the decentralized data cloud, but these companies like Google and Facebook, they could provide like add on complementary services to us, maybe make it easier to use. So we could definitely still get to like a better decentralized internet that's more equal for everyone. But at the same time, those big tech companies still are making money, but they're making money doing different type of services for us. Yeah, with what we're seeing right now with, uh, you know, just look at the record earnings by Google, right? They're yeah. they're not going away anytime soon. But I think it's, it, you know, the Web3 is, um, I think, you know, making more and more of a, of a uh, you know, sort of, a, you know, maturity towards 
being able to power a slightly different future, right? Where everything goes from, you know, currently what we know is like these, you know, advertising based and, and you know, third party, you know, sort of a approach that, um, that dominates, you know, how, a, a, you know, a consumer or, or person, you know, interacts with either a brand or with, you know, with content or the creator to more of sort of direct first party and loyalty and, you know, focus on the, the, the really like the essence of that relationship, right. Between either the brand or the user and that data can be brought into each type of these interactions, right. That's permission, permission by your, you know, signing in your wallet. Right. So, so that is, you know, what we can all be very, very excited about. Well, what can we be excited about now? Like what, um, do a huge roadmap, a huge future. What does it look like? But what can my listeners uh, do now? How can they interact with Siri, with DaVinci? Well, I think there's a, there's a lot that we're actually doing. So between, so DaVinci, um, you know, is, is something that we use and to really drive, right, the, the, our tool sets and also our data cloud. Uh, and it's, it's just the beginning, right? We're doing uh, you know, there's a bunch of that uh, partnership that's going on. Uh, you know, our, our ecosystem team is actually driving to bring that same technology to number of, uh, you know, other NFT uh, players and, and uh, gaming companies. And I think that's, uh, there's a lot to be excited about. I think uh, the key thing for the, for the listener there too, one is um, look at what we're doing with Siri Network, look at the, the vision behind it and look at this as a protocol how this will reshape the future, uh, you know, that's solving a huge void in Web3. Um, and secondly, I think uh, what we're doing with like folks like Live One, bring a lot of big artists using, you know, to, to onto a platform like DaVinci uh, or white label version of it. This is actually going to drive some very, very cool experiences, right? Like the, the things we're doing with, you know, just uh, uh, boxing with art, with some of the sports events coming up and also music concerts, these will be very, very exciting. Um, and Kenzie, you want to uh, add on top um, of that? Yeah, we're having, uh, you know, hundreds of conversation now, you know, actually, you know, over 100 conversations now with NFT, you know, companies, whether it's a marketplace or NFT project. And, uh, you know, we're uh, doing partnerships and integrations uh, with them. And they're uh, using the uh, uh, Siri decentralized data cloud to host content to uh, um, do an interoperability side of things. So I think one avenue that you know Fred said is really cool is uh, you know we'd love the audience to refer NFT projects and startups for us to work with, and we'll also open up a bounty program soon. Essentially, we'll have Siri advocates or ambassadors, um, and they will serve as external BD partners for us. So then instead of just uh, a, you know, I'm, I'm driving the ecosystem team, you know, with Siri, but with ambassadors, we feel like that's going to give us an additional influx of, uh, of projects to work with. Um, but the, yeah. Well, I'm on here. I'm on here now. Is it, so is it going to be on Polygon? Will it be on the Siri mainnet? It's well, Siri multi-chain yeah go ahead multi-chain yeah yeah so i think siri uh you know siri ddc or decentralized data cloud it's designed to actually uh work with any evm compatible blockchain so whether it's ethereum whether it's polygon 
you know, I think, you know, uh, uh, you know, polka dot substrate, you know, type of blockchains and even uh, um, uh, Solana, I think they're all, you know, becoming uh, fully EVM compatible, right? If, if not 100% already. So our smart contract are deployed into these blockchains that work directly with Siri mainnet so that there's atomic transaction anytime some of the acquires piece of NFT, we're actually unlocking content for them, right? And then also data that's actually stored on the decentralized data data cloud work with a you know the the uh, the the wallet addresses and in, in in users on these blockchains. You've created a a whole perfect suite of tools here, and this is great. I'm gonna uh, I want to launch something here. We we talked before before the show about a new like scripted podcast series that I'm writing. I don't want to say the name yet. I don't want to give the, my idea away to anyone, but um, that would launch with some sort of uh, world uh, where there's an interaction between the listeners and, and, and the world. Um, this seems like it's the perfect plug solution, but at the same time, um, you have like film studios that own things, they have movies like Snow White that are just, running on, you know, like Disney running all the time, that's not making, that's making them a certain amount of money, but this could be like an add-on complimentary thing where they could issue uh, different artistic aspects of a film or, or something like that. Yeah, Charlie, we'd love to work with you. You know, this so is, cool. you've been, uh, you've been uh, um, you know, early um, advocate for Siri. You know, we really appreciate your 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 support. So yeah, whatever you, you need help with on that front, you know, we could certainly uh, uh, work with you, uh, powered by uh, by Siri Tech. You know that you know the 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 new thing that you mentioned that you're working on is extremely uh, extremely exciting, and yeah. we can essentially help make it very unique, and uh, customize a, a user journey for all of your uh, your uh, your your audience, and uh, you know th there's a lot of uh, cool things that can come out of it. This is really amazing. Well, thank you so much for for taking the time and coming on untold stories and we're going to, we're going to finish up the show here and then talk about uh, uh, how we're going to launch that. But thanks for the listeners for listening and thank you guys for coming on. Um, I'm really excited to that. We, I feel like finally I don't have to do as many uh, NFT related episodes because, because we're closing, we're closing up the loose ends here and, and really understanding uh, where this, this like uh, uh, specific, subset of our industry is going now so thank you guys for helping us get there yeah thank, thank you charlie you. totally you know yeah, we're, we're excited we're very very excited about what's uh what future has for, for us